Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and welcome to season two of the New Wine Podcast. I'm so happy to be back filming for the podcast. I've been gone for about a month and a half-ish to really just focus on my space, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and just like really taking some time to rest. 2022 was a full year for me, and I'm believing for even more in 2023. I spent the past 21 days like intentionally in prayer and fasting, but I spent probably, you know, the past, you know, 40 days just like internally resting my mind, resting my body, really checking in with, to see how I am, how I'm doing. So much in my life has blossomed. So much in my life has changed from previous years. And I took some time, like I said, in, for 21 days to intentionally pray and fast over my life. I find that every single time I do that, which is typically at the top of the year, I come back refreshed. I come back more rested, come back with just like a clearer picture of my life and just of who I am. Sometimes I write things down that I'm believing in and I'll pray over those things within those 21 days with the expectation that God's going to bring these blessings into my life, you know, but I also just take some time to just check on me. And so every single week of the podcast in season two, I'm going to start with this phrase that says, it's your weekly time to pour it up. Now, before on season one, you probably thought that meant grabbing a glass, getting a bottle of wine and pouring up a glass of wine. This time, when I say pour it up on season two, I'm talking about checking in on yourself, pouring into yourself. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Where are you right now? Where is your mind? Where is your space? Where is your life? Are you being kind to yourself? How's your week going? It's just your your time every single week that your friend Alex is going to come onto the podcast and going to ask you how you're doing. I don't know if anyone else in your life is asking you that question, but I'm going to show up and ask you that question every single week. And so take that time, just even in this though, I'm going to ask you, here we go. It's time to pour it up. And I don't mean a glass of wine. I mean, pour up how you are. Pour into yourself what you need. How are you feeling? How is your life? You know, how is the moments going this week for you? I know sometimes that the world's noise can become so big that we get lost in the sauce of our to-do list, of who we're showing up for. You know, sometimes we're at the last of our own list for the week, you know, what we need because we're trying to do all these other things for other people. You know, it takes our mind away from reality or it takes our minds away for like from the present. And this year, let's be more intentional with who we are, how we're feeling. What is our body saying? Is it saying that you need to take a nap? Is it saying that you need to get up off the couch? Is it saying that you need to go on a fast? Is it saying that you need to just spend time with a friend? What is your life saying to you right now? And I encourage you to listen to yourself and just take some time this week. Take some time today as you listen to just focus on how you're feeling and how you're doing. When I was away for those 21 days of prayer and fasting and just some science behind that, by the way, it typically takes, at least doctors say, it typically takes 21 days to form a habit, you know, for your mind to get in sync with your body that like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. Like every single day, if you do the same thing in a row for 21 days consecutively, your mind and your body start to work together that on day 22, when you start to do that same thing over again, it's like, oh yeah, we, we already do this. Like this is going to be a way of life for us. 
And so behind those 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's really just me building this habit, building this mindset that like, I'm going to get up every day and pray. I'm going to get up every single day and ask God what he wants to have in my life. I'm not going to get up and, you know, start my to-do list and run out the house or even just wallow around in bed on social media. Like I'm going to get up and start my day with a clear mind asking God, like, what do you want for me today? And so every single day for these 21 days, I got up and I was I was participating with a church who led 6 a.m. prayer every single day. So it kind of helped me like get into the flow because they were kind of leading it. They had the songs, but my alarm went off at 558 <laughs> every single morning. And I gave myself two minutes to roll out of bed and turn on the TV to get up for prayer and fasting. I went into another room. I didn't stay in my bedroom. And I just turned on the TV and spent that intentional time with myself and with God and just like listening for a new and fresh word over my life in 2023, a new and fresh word over the podcast. Hopefully you even feel that energy through the podcast already that like, it's time for something new. It's time for something different. When I started 2023, the words that were in my mind, is like, if you want something different, do something different. If you want something to change, figure out the steps that you need to take to change it. Similar to forming a habit for 21 days, if you get up every single day for the next 21 days and do something different that is for the betterment of your life, on day 22, your life is going to not just feel better, look better, but your mind is going to be in sync with the good habits and the good workings that you're trying to work into your life. So, you know, in similar fashion for how a good habit can be formed, also know that a bad habit can be formed in 21 days too. So, you know, 21 days go by consecutively and you just constantly are doing, you know, you're having negative thinking, you talk to yourself in a negative way, you talk to others in a negative way. You're not speaking any type of encouragement into your life. You don't work out. How could you expect on day 22 for your body to, and your mind to get in sync with like the good things that are going to happen in your life in 2023? It will take some work on your part to kind of get your, your body and your mind moving in a different direction. But, you know, I'm happy to be back. And I encourage you, if you feel that pull, I felt a pull. I was already going to take this time away, but I, I like felt a desperate pull, like, Pull away, Alex, get away, get off of social media, get off of this routine that you've been doing. The holidays were hard for me this past year. And I just, I, I was, I just feel the pull to be more intimate with God and just like really sit and listen and worship and pray. And just like, I've also just like enjoyed this quiet time where I'm not, I don't know what's on shade room. I don't know what's on social media. I don't know who liked my pictures. I don't know who didn't like my pictures. <laughs> like I'm just in a space where I'm like just in this space. And I've been super grateful for that. So if you feel that pull in your life, I encourage you to like follow the journey, follow that pause, follow that way of thinking because it's trying to lead you into something new. It's trying to lead you into something different that your body and your mind needs. So I want to take some time to just say thank you to all of you who are back for season two. You know, season one started in October of 2022. I didn't know a thing. I didn't know what was going on. I hardly had it together, but we started, right? And I'm back in 2023 with expectation for what's to come. I'm planning for the podcast. I'm trying to get different voices on the podcast. And if you want to be one of those voices who can like tag team and be a co-host with me, DM me on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast. Let me know something that you want to talk about. When I when I kind of did a poll this last year for the followers on Instagram, most people said that they want episodes about generational healing, about 
healing from church trauma. The third highest thing that people wanted to know about was, you know, friendships and relationships. And so I plan to bring all of those topics plus some to the podcast this season. And if any of those topics or anything else speaks to you and you feel like I want to I want to join into that conversation with Alex, I want to figure out how I can use my voice because it's not just me. Like I want to invite you to use your voice for others. Like if you feel that in your spirit, DM me, let me know. We'll get get a chance to film an episode podcast together potentially. So in talking about season one, I want you all to know, because like I say, we're going to be honest with ourselves. We're going to be intentional with our thoughts this year. We're going to be mindful of what we allow into our spirits. And in season one of the podcast, there was a moment <laughs> where I became super critical of myself. An episode didn't post in the timing that I wanted it to post. And I became super critical. I was, I talked negative to myself. I was like, how can you mess this up? Like, you're so dumb. Like, just just mean, just being mean to myself. Like, this is me speaking these things to myself. I didn't even have to wait on the enemy to speak anything to me. Like, I was just like picking up negative thoughts left and right. Like, no, Alex, no, Alex, no, Alex. Like, you need to figure this out. Like, why is this taking so long? Like, people are waiting. Like, just holding myself to these ridiculous standards that God never was placing on me for the podcast ever. <laughs> so in the moment of me talking so negatively to myself, I began to develop a raging headache. Like it was hard for me to think. It ruined my atmosphere for the day. And I was just like very down about it. But I also felt like I deserved that talk at the same time. And night passed. I went to sleep, woke up, still had a headache the next day. And I realized that my mind had done all this work to speak negative to me about something that I really couldn't control. It wasn't even a me thing. It was an Apple podcast thing who didn't, they didn't upload it on time. And I was mad and I was frustrated. And I took my anger out on myself as well as the contact support team on Apple Podcasts. And it probably wasn't the kindest person because I just wanted it to be done right now. And I held myself, you know, to this expectation that was ridiculous that like I put that on myself. No one else put that on me. And like, as I began to think about that for this episode, I realized what God did in that moment with me in season one is that like he brought me to this place. This is like a couple, this was like a week later, you know, after I had kind of my emotions had kind of like calmed down. I was like back in a good little place, but still kind of feeling, feeling negative about myself. I felt a very strong conviction, very strong conviction that I hope resonates with you if you're if you've been in this situation or be, or put yourself in this position before. But I had a very strong conviction because I realized it wasn't just me talking negative to myself. It was me talking negative about God's creation. You know, God created me. And I was heartbroken when I was convicted about that because I really felt like like God showed me this image of him sitting in my place and me just like being mean and like barking negativity at him. And like, it like, I started crying, like broke my heart that, cause I was like, I would never talk to Jesus that way. And he's like, don't talk to my creation that way. Like, don't talk about me in that way. And it was, it was this kind of out of body experience where I saw God in the place of me taking that criticism and realize like, man, I have to be so, so, so guarded about what I allow to come out of my mouth, what I allow to enter into my spirit, what I allow to enter into my mind. Because at the end of the day, like 
I'm God. He created me. He put me together. He formed me. He formed this podcast. And for me to sit there and just like be so negative towards myself, like was really me being negative towards God and towards his creation and towards his ultimate desire and like plans over my life. Like it was, it was mean. And, you know, I don't know if you've had those moments where negative voices seem louder than the positive ones, where it's easier to kind of grab on to the enemy's word more than grab, grab on to God's word. And I just want you to know the next time you're in that moment like that, and you want to let out that negative criticism about yourself, imagine Jesus sitting where you are. I would hope that those words don't come out so quickly. (laughs) I would hope that you take a moment to press pause and like, "Mm, should I really say that? Like, should I really go for it and say that? Like, I would hope that those words don't come out as quickly as they would, you know, if you're just imagining yourself, because that's who Jesus is. You know, Jesus was sent in our place to die for our sins so that we could be reunited with God, so that we could have a friendship, a fatherhood, you know, a legacy, a royalty in our blood, you know, is because he sent his son to die on the cross for us. And when you talk negative to yourself, when you pick up those lies of the enemy much faster than you picking up the truth of God's word about you, then, you know, you get out of alignment of what God is speaking into your life. But it also, in a sense, I think, because this is my experience, at least, like, I think it hurts God's feelings because you're criticizing him. You're criticizing the journey that he has you in and yield all of that today. Ask yourself, you know, tell yourself rather, hey, I we're not talking negative anymore. It's time out for that. We're going to speak positive words. We're going to speak encouragement into our lives. We're going to speak God's truth into our lives. We're going to get scriptures and paste them around our house so that at any moment when a negative word, because they will come, even after you listen to this podcast, even while you're listening to this podcast, they will come. Like negative words will not stop coming, but we fight those words with the truth of God's word. And so put the words around you, put the truth around you so that it'll be easier for you to grab versus you picking up what those negative words are. You know, like someone says, oh, you're not pretty. Pick up the word, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Someone says, oh, I don't know how you think you can do that. Like no one in your family has done that. You can't do that. How do you, like, you shouldn't believe in yourself that much. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. Like he has told me to be strong and courageous. You see how I picked up those words instead of accepting that negativity? It's as easy as that. And when we get control of our minds and what we're thinking up here, everything flows so much smoother. So I encourage you with that today on episode one of season two. We back. (laughs) I encourage you with that today. And I know that's a mouthful as we kick off the episode, but it's perfectly time because season two is focusing on new wine, new wineskins. Let me give you some definitions. So new wine skins is about expanding and letting the new wine fill us up. And yes, I use it as a figure of speech. I'm not figuratively talking about, you know, pouring up new wine into a bottle or to a glass, but I'm speaking about new wine skins so that it can hold the new wine that is in you. A wine skin is made to hold new wine, if you don't know. And it's kind of like this leather shaped, like, like, <laughs> it looks like this. If you're watching me on YouTube, it looks like this. But it's like, <laughs> it's like a, a leather shaped, like, semicircle, basically. 
and you pour you pour wine into this and a wine skin is made to hold new wine you know so as new wine is poured in the wine skin expands and shapes to the flow of the wine which allows gases to form so the wine becomes flavorful colorful and has a balance to it that's just some facts for you because i'm professional and i want to give you all the facts but you know, here's another thing. If you pour old wine in a new wine skin, the wine would not just taste bad, but it would also sit stagnant because the gases of the wine have already been released. If I pour new wine into an old wine skin, because that wine skin has already shaped to fit something else, the new wine would have nowhere to expand and the old wine skin would burst from not having the capacity to hold the new wine. When Jesus spoke of this in the Bible, you know, he said new wine has to go in new wine skins. He was referring to how his teachings would not fit these old traditions, these old laws that the religious people were used to. And even though I know it was challenging, if you watch The Chosen, if you don't watch The Chosen, start watching The Chosen. But if you watch The Chosen, you kind of see kind of those moments where Jesus is preaching the gospel, preaching the word that was sent through him. And he gets criticism. He gets people who don't like it, but he kept doing it. He kept pouring new wine out and people had jars out. They had their new wine skins ready to receive it. The ones who didn't have those new wine skins ready, he poured out, but it had nowhere to go because it just sat there. It was stagnant. They weren't ready for it. And Jesus brings this new fresh revelation and this new type of grace that I've just been so in tune with in this past season because even though people didn't get the full picture, he still poured. And that's what our life is shaping out to be. As you keep living, as you keep getting older, as you keep trusting the journey of your life, you realize that in season, out of season, God commands me to still pour out. He still asks me to pour out what I have, to pour the new wine out. And the people who take it, take it. The people who can't take it, I have to go elsewhere, you know? And it's kind of as simple as that. You know, it really stands out to me, this new wine, new wine, new wine skins theme for season two. It stands out to me when I think about our environments and our relationships. You know, the soil of the ground of your relationships is so important. And if that ground cannot sustain the richness of the seed that you're trying to put in there, you can't plant there, you know. It won't yield the best fruit of your life if you do plant there. You know, many times for me, I've been in horrible relationships. I've tried to plant my great seeds in people who were not able to hold me. It was old wineskins, you know, and I tried to pour my new wine into that and it could not sustain it. And so I know that all of us have been in relationships, opportunities, jobs, careers, you know, in anything that we may experience. We may have had those moments where we feel as if something's off, Something ain't clicking. I'm being my best. I'm showing up how I know how to show up, but something ain't clicking. This environment is not sustaining the newness that's inside of me. This environment is not sustaining the person that I'm becoming. This person, I'm outgrowing people. I'm outgrowing seasons. I'm outgrowing a city. I'm outgrowing my coworkers. Like something is shifting. And if you feel that in your spirit today, let me encourage you to say, keep growing. Don't shrink back. Don't stop being who you are. Don't stop, you know, accepting the growth that's happening in your life. If people can't get with it, they just can't get with it. And over time, they will begin to fall away. It does not mean that you need to just 
you know, toss people away just because they don't get it or just because they're not with it. It just means that you have to go with the growth of your life. Like you have to lean into that. You can't try to just hold back and stay in places that aren't fit to support you. So that's a mouthful. (laughs) That's also a mouthful. But, you know, I, I think some a part of that, too, and how we can get better with that, because I know it's hard. At least it, it was hard for me. Some things I wrote down is that, you know, I slowly stopped accepting what I used to accept. I slowly stopped trying to get people to like me if they didn't. I slowly stopped saying yes to things I wanted to say no to, but was afraid of rejection. It's kind of how the show started, you know, if if you want something different, you have to do something different. And that in-between moment of it feeling like, oh, I don't like how that feels. I'm going to give you all an example. And this is not not proud. OK, so there was a guy who I, I have I've been talking to for years, like since high school. We never like officially dated, but we always like will hang out from time to time. And recently he reached out again and was like, hey. How are you? Just checking on you. A very kind person, but we just, we just aren't, we just never click. Like it's just never the right soil for either of us. So we just, you know, always gone our separate ways. But most recently he reached out and, you know, doing the whole little thing. Like, how you doing? What you up to? Can I see you? Can we go somewhere? All these things. I wanted to say yes. I'm gonna be honest. I wanted to say yes. I wanted to go. I wanted to go on a trip. I wanted to spend time. I wanted to just be loved on because I mean, I'm single <laughs> in the season of being single and it can feel as if, man, I don't know if, I don't know what I'm holding on for. I don't know if what I'm holding on for will come, but I also know while not knowing what's to come, I also know that this person is not for me. Like as much as I maybe would want them to be for me, like they're not for me. And it's been proven time and time again, like this just won't work out. So in that moment, as much as I wanted to say yes, as much as I wanted to be like, yes, let's 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 hang out. I said, you know what? I want something real. And this is not this isn't for me. And I can't just keep I can't keep doing this. Like, I don't want to keep keep up with each other anymore. And that's a small relationship that was over years of my life that like finally just kind of came to a closing point. You know, we kind of have had closing points over the years. But this time I really feel like no, we're not going back. We're not going to repeat. We're going to do something different. Like we're going to accept this this space of like feeling as if I don't know if someone's going to come because this space of not knowing that is way better than being in a place that you know you're not supposed to be in. Being in a relationship you know you're not supposed to be in. Being connected to people who, you know, won't add anything into your life. And I had to realize that I had to accept that truth and it doesn't make them a bad person. Like I said, they're very kind. They're they're a great person, but they're not my person. And I think as you begin to yearn for something new in your life, you will be asked to close doors before you see whatever that new thing is. But you have to trust the newness that's working inside of you as you approach the new doors that are coming towards you. Baby, that just preached to me, okay? But (laughs) that really just preached to me. But I slowly stopped just saying yes to things I didn't want to say yes to. And like, I realized that if I want something different, I have to do something different. You know, when you have new beliefs, you become the new woman, you have new standards, you have new expectations, you have new faith, new hope, all of that. New things can't sit in the old places. If those old places aren't becoming new with you, it can't ju- you can't just sit there. And if it does, 
eventually you will burst. Eventually you will be like, all right, I got to go. And maybe it won't be as seamless as it could have been before, you know? So I've been there plenty of times. And every time, although I know I'm learning something, every single time I wonder, man, how would things be or how could things have been if I had not settled in places I knew I wasn't supposed to be, if I had not settled for less than when I knew God's best was just a little bit ahead of me. You know, he works all things together for our good. And I'm so grateful that he does. Because if not, I would be a, I would, I'll be a lonely soldier over here. <laughs> but he works all things together. And I want you to know that he's making the best ahead for you. Like he is preparing you now for what's ahead. So allow that new wine to be poured into new wineskins. Allow that change of your thinking to be changed in this season. Start to speak the positive, encouraging word that God has over your life. Start to Get enthusiastic about your future again. Start to believe that everything is working for your good. If you just keep taking a step after a step after a step and just trust your journey, like God will blow your mind. I'm sitting in a miracle. Like, I don't know where I'm filming at, but like I'm sitting in a place that like I couldn't have even afforded like years ago. Like, absolutely not. But now I'm in a place that like, man, God is, God has restored so much to me. And when I look back at the time where it felt like a lot of suffering, you know, felt like a lot of being looked over, a lot of questions, a lot of like, man, this environment is not suitable for the growth that I feel. I stayed faithful. I stayed prayerful. <laughs> I wasn't perfect. I made mistakes. Be Hear that loud and clear. But I kept trusting the journey that God had for me. And now I'm in a place like, man, realizing it does get good. <laughs> Life does get good. It does get better than what you're in right now. So that brings me to our next portion of the podcast that is brand new for season two. It's the part of the podcast that I like to call You've Been Corked. All right. <laughs> so when I say you've been corked on this season, it's going to welcome in a new flow. So if you haven't heard the term corked before, it is when the cork of a wine bottle becomes infected with bacteria and it will leave a very bad odor to the wine. Um, it may look like a good glass of wine when it's poured up, but once you taste it, eh, Google says it tastes like a wet dog and smells horrible. So that's what it means when you've been corked. It means you have an odor. It means that your flavor has been affected. It means that the fruit that you put out into the world, no one wants to taste it. We all have those little parts of us that need a little cleaning out, myself included. And so on this portion of the podcast, we're talking about what makes you stink. <laughs> so I'm gonna kick it off this, this episode. I'm gonna kick it off every episode, but send yours too so that I don't feel like so alone. Like I'm just like, man, but anyway. Hit me up on Instagram, underscore new wine podcast to share the things that you've been corked with throughout your life. But it's just a part of the new flow, a part of the newness I'm bringing to season two. So more or less, what makes you stink? And I'm not talking about not taking the bath or anything like that. I'm talking about what is in your spirit that makes you stink, that makes people be like, mm, I don't know if I like that. Or it makes you say, mm, I don't know if I like that. I don't like how I was how I respond to that. So for me, I will admit that in this new me that I'm becoming, this new me that, I'm, that I already am, I've seen myself be easily offended or even easily defensive in a certain environment. So, you know, 
I'm at this place of always wanting to just be extra, extra sure that I'm not being taken advantage of, that I'm not being interpreted in the wrong light, that like someone is not casting judgment towards me or like trying to perceive me in the wrong way. Like I can be easily defensive if I feel that. And I can also be easily offended if someone outwardly shows that towards me or if like I just sense that that's what I pick up. So that's what I'm realizing about myself and I'm working on it. And, you know, I'm preparing to go out of town. And the other day I was at the store picking out a new suitcase. I need a, I need a really big one for how long I'll be gone. And I'm opening the suitcases, trying to see if they have like zippers on the inside and like I'm flipping them around and like turning them sideways. Like I spent like 20 minutes solid looking at comparing suitcases in the store. I'm sure people were like, girl, just buy one. <laughs> but here I am in the middle of the store, preparing, like looking at all these suitcases, t- turn them around, unzipping them, picking them up, seeing how much, like just filling it all out. I travel a ton. So it it matters to me. Okay. So I'm doing that. And a guy comes over. I couldn't tell at first, but he starts staring. He starts staring at me while I'm looking at these suitcases. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. But I just kept, I just kept moving. Then he like goes to the other side of me. He's acting like he's looking at clothes, but, and then it registers to me that he's a loss prevention person who tries to prevent theft. And so I'm looking at these suitcases like, oh my goodness, this store thinks I'm trying to steal a suitcase. I, that quick, my mood was about to flip because I've been in places where, you know, I'm black and I've been easily targeted or looked at a certain way and I would be easily offended. I remember times before in college where I got certain looks from people and I would get mad like because it just infuriated me that like how can you even how could you just assume something about someone because of the color of their skin? Like how could you just not like someone because of the color of their skin? Like I, I'm just I would just be mad about it. and it's a right to that in a certain degree but nevertheless I'm in a store and it's, I notice him looking at me. I didn't say anything, no, y'all. And maybe I should have. Anyway, I didn't feel like I didn't say anything. I was I was kind of silent. I closed the luggage, put it back up, and left the store. I didn't buy anything. I didn't say anything. I just left the store. I went next door, got another suitcase, and the same kind of interaction happened from someone who's watching me uh, look at the suitcase. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in these 21 days of prayer. It's towards the end. I'm ready to eat Chick-fil-A fries. Of course, this temptation to be offended is coming into my life at this moment. And I'm sitting there like, you have a choice. You can get offended. And maybe, maybe what you're thinking is true. Maybe they are assuming that you're trying to steal because you're Black. Or maybe they are casting judgment on you. You could take that offense and let it ruin the rest of your day. You can take that offense and allow it to make you think that every person who doesn't look like you is casting that same judgment towards you. I could easily have picked that up and I easily have before. In this moment, I decided not to do that. I decided to gather my thoughts and gather myself and say, you know what, Lord, maybe they are very concerned about theft. I tried to think the highest thought, like maybe it's not about the color of my skin, but maybe somebody has been on a luggage you know, has been stealing luggage in these stores for the past month. And like, they have very heavy eyes on it. I, I work in retail. Like, I get that. Like, I understand theft and how much it's a, it's a damage to stores and like the income and everything. I get it. I get it. So I try to think the highest thought. And so I think 
as I try to get better in that, and maybe that helps you in, in your life too, when you think about the things that make you not flavorful or make you stink or make you lose your fruitness to the world. Because ultimately, if God would have been like, hey, tell, tell that person I love them, I would have to be obedient to that, regardless of how I feel about that person. I would want to be obedient to what God is asking me to do and not let offense cloud what he's trying to speak into me. I want to try to think the highest thought. That's how I'm going to get better in this next week. That's why I'm going to focus on this next week. Not being easily offended, not assuming the worst, not, you know, picking up the negativity that people want to cast on me. I'm going to think the highest thought of them. I'm going to think the highest thought of like how maybe maybe they just are having a bad day or maybe they just saw someone who came in here who looks like me, had the exact same clothes. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to make up something crazy just to make myself think the highest thought. <laughs> so that is what I leave you all with for episode one. If you know this, I did not pour it up in a glass, at least on this episode. That's because I'm saving it for something special that we're going to do once a month where I'm going to invite a voice onto the podcast and we're going to share a glass of wine and have a conversation that I'll share with all of you too. So I hope you enjoyed this episode where there is new wine, there is new power. And if you have enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you left a rating, a comment, shared it with a friend, all that jazz. If you share it onto your social media, tag the New Wine Podcast page or tag myself, I'm just Alex. But take what we talked about this week and give yourself the power to live out something new. Um, you can always change the narrative of your life. You can always decide today, like I'm gonna do something different. You can always make the choice that I'm going to become my best self. And I find that the best moment of that life change happens when I'm in relationship with God, happens when I allow him to take, you know, the pen and write my story. So I leave you all with that. And I thank you for watching and tuning in. Can't wait to see you next week. We back. (laughs) All right, guys. Cheers. Bye.